In this episode, I want to talk about how to think about investing in software development. I see too many people thinking that software development is an activity with one outcome, success. And with that, I see funding being made to that software development with the expectation that it will deliver very specific anticipated benefits. I want to take you through why I think that mindset is incorrect and how you should be thinking when investing into software development. Welcome to the Better Return on Investment from Software Development Podcast. A podcast aimed at those that fund software development and those that work with them. In a series of short weekly podcasts, I, your host Mark Taylor, hope to educate and inform on why traditional management processes won't get you the best return on your investment. And along the way, I'll provide some advice on how to improve that. I find that traditional software development is treated like a long-term investment. The expectation is that an amount of money will be invested in the work, a known period of time will elapse, and the software will produce a significant return to justify the original investment. You can think about it in a similar way to a fixed-term savings account. In the UK, something like an ISA. You invest in a plan that has a fixed period with a known return, say for example two years at 5%. With something like that, you can have an absolute level of confidence of when you will see the return and how much it will be. And as I say, I see many executives thinking that same way when they consider software development investment. They talk to IT about what they want and arrive at a schedule and a cost. They decide if that gives a good return based on the outcome they expect. And, if all good, they give the work the green light, then wait the allotted period for the expected results. Unfortunately, the analogy just doesn't hold true in the real world. There's simply too much variability for it to be that simple. Any schedule or cost from software development should only ever be seen as an estimate. An estimate that could be considerably different than the actual. Too often executives will treat an estimate as a commitment. They will expect to hold the team to those commitments, with any failure to achieve those commitments being seen as a failure within that team. In the last podcast, I talked about why software development is so complex. Unlike any complex problem, an accurate assessment can be difficult to achieve. I've actually written three articles on how estimates can be bad for ROI. I'll provide links in the show notes. The key takeaway, however, is that estimates should be treated as guesses, not commitments. So we have variability in how long the work will take and cost, but it doesn't stop there. There will be variability in the anticipated outcome. If, for example, you're asking for a change to your website, which you expect to increase orders by 10%, this is not a guaranteed outcome. In many organisations, if that change increased the order by 8% rather than the 10 the the initiative would have been deemed a failure because it didn't reach the expected outcome. There is, of course, no way of accurately predicting an outcome. It, like the schedule and the cost, are an estimate. Or rather, you are proposing a theory. If we do X, I expect Y to happen. You may have a variety of sources to back up your theory. Anything from prior first-hand experience to industry studies. Or you may just be making an educated guess. However you arrive at it, it's a theory until it can actually be proven. 
So we have variability on how long the work will take and cost, and the anticipated outcomes, but there is still more variability. The actual details of the work may need to change as time progresses. This is generally because greater understanding of the problem is discovered as the work is being done. Or it may be due to changes from external markets or some compliance or regulatory change. This will be generally referred to as scope creep and is often talked about in quite negative connotations. Personally, I don't like the term or the negativity about it. It is simply a reaction to the changeable environments we all find ourselves in. So where does this leave us? We have a mental model of treating software development as a fixed-term investment with a known return for a given investment. That is fundamentally flawed in pretty much every way possible. So what's the alternative? What other mental model could you use when the problem being solved is changeable, when the results are theoretical, when the timelines are unknown? To me, that sounds more like investing in volatile stocks. You have no guarantee over which direction a market will go or how rapidly. Sudden rapid losses are very possible, but then again, so are rapid gains and everything in between, which certainly doesn't discount it as a valuable investment device. Many fortunes are made and lost investing in volatile stock. To invest it, however, does represent an entirely different risk profile and as such an entirely different strategy to a fixed-term savings account. To be successful, it encourages the investor to pay close attention to the market and to be reactive to fluctuations in conditions. It encourages the investor to think carefully about how much they are willing to gamble on those fluctuations. It even encourages the investor to, mentally at the very least, be prepared to lose money. This is a far cry from the fixed-term savings account which is seen as a sure thing. OK, so what does this to do with software development? The moral of this somewhat laborious tale is that software development is subject to many unknowns, and as such it cannot be treated like a fixed-term activity with known costs, timescales and benefits. The world simply changes too fast to allow you to tell a team what you want, give them the agreed investment and then come back in a year's time to reap some anticipated benefits. Expecting the world to work that way will be simply unrealistic. So, rather, think about software development like that volatile stock. Think about how you keep your risk low, but position yourself to take advantage of situations as they arrive. Start to think in terms of keeping your software changes as small as possible, as targeted as possible, as experimental as possible. And the word experiment is perfect for this digital age. You have a theory. You want to test it. If you're right, maybe you should go further with it. Invest more. If you're wrong, maybe cut your losses and make a course correction. Invest in something else. Today's successful software development industry is made up of small changes happening as quickly as hourly, with rapid feedback cycles on what is working and what isn't, with subsequent changes being educated by that feedback. You need to be thinking about your software development as being quick experiments, which you prove, or possibly more importantly disprove, as quickly as possible. So in this podcast, I talked about how thinking of software development as a fixed term, known investment, is the wrong mindset for achieving the best ROI. Better to consider that software development as a volatile experiment that should be managed as such. This podcast has been hosted by me, Mark Taylor. 
It has been produced by Redfold Consultancy, a consultancy that can help you achieve better return on your software development investment. You can contact them or sign up to the mailing list at red-folder.com or you can reach out to me at Twitter at redfoldermark. Next week, I want to carry on the theme of this week's podcast by talking about minimum viable products.